Hey, this is your host Shane with another exciting episode of Radical Rocks. We've got all kinds of great stories. Apple Valley Jasper, Stromatolite, Gold Stripe Kaleidoscope Jasper, Appetite, Fossils, and so much more. That's right. Radical rocks are everywhere, and today we are going to talk about a whole bunch of them. Uh, we're going to talk about the 10 best rock hounding spots in the U.S. Uh, we'll talk about a gold mine, the mix spot gold, fossils, beaver fossils, giant wombats, um, some opportunities to find some great Coahif, uh Onyx, Cave Onyx, Apple Valley, Jasper, Velvet Obsidian, Appetite, Calcite, Asparagus Stone, and so much more. So stay tuned with us, and uh, we will get to all of that information for you. I want to thank you guys for liking, subscribing, and sharing. It helps us grow our audience and get the word out there. Um, There's not a lot of podcasts for uh, rocks and minerals and fossils and gems uh, like this. Also, you can go to our YouTube site if you want to check out some videos of collecting and uh, lapidary, silversmithing, hardening techniques, all kinds of neat stuff, gold mining, a little bit of gold panning, and things like that. Check that out as well. You can check us out on social media. We've got a Radical Rocks group on MeWe, and we've got one on Facebook. So there you go, all kinds of opportunities to get connected. So without any further ado, let's get right into it. I've got more stories than what I told you about, so this should be a pretty exciting episode. TexasHighways.com tells us about one of their their beautiful gemstones, excuse me, and uh, this is the Texas Blue Topaz. Uh, They've got a beautiful picture of it here. It is displayed on uh, some calcite uh, crystal cubes, which is quite uh, striking. They have uh, several faceted pieces of topaz, the best being the Texas blue topaz. It says in 1969, Texas adopted uh, this as their state gemstone and uh, also petrified palm wood, uh, and uh, other things that uh, they have there. So Texas Topaz is found only in Mason County in the hill country. That's kind of more down by uh, Austin, down around that area in the hill hill country. Blue Topaz uh, was very prominent uh, at that time, and that still is. And then palm wood is very, very desired by us rockhounds and lapidarius. It's very hard because of its silica content. 
can be polished. It has a range of colors and patterns uh, that people cut into slabs and make into beautiful jewelry. Um, the palm trees flourished once in tropical forests that once flourished in this area and uh, also around the globe. Once the globe was a, a hot house where tropical plants proliferated. Um, so you can find out more information about that. It says Texas has an official gemstone cut called the Lone Star Cut, and it is the only state with such a designation. It features a five-pointed star that is carved into a pavilion uh, or bottom portion of the gem. The Lone Star Cut is a superb enhancement for the topaz, the blue Texas topaz. So uh, you can find out much more about that. Uh, the design is copyrighted for this uh, Lone Star Cut, but uh, pretty cool. So check that out if you want. I don't see any... The photos credited to John Shurstead did it and no uh, nobody is accredited with this article all right I want to tell you about opal we haven't talked about Mars in a while there hasn't been a lot of news coming out of Mars um, somewhat repetitive but uh, a while back there was opal found on Mars is what they're telling us this is a sign of Martian water according to Rick Robinson at North um, Northrop Gunman, which uh, .com is uh, kind of scientists, and I think they actually are uh, make weapons and stuff like that too. But uh, the article tells us about the uh, fractured halos that were spotted on Mars, lighter colored material surrounding fractures of a rock surface. Uh, the coloring of the halo is a sheen of opal that they they believe they found, and this uh, can be a semi-precious stone. In uh, if that holds out, of course, opal contains water. It has quite a bit of water in it. True opal, and they said uh, they're looking forward to a widespread presence of opal found on Mars. Could provide a boom for future missions and uh, be part of their research objective and um, I imagine if you could collect uh, any kind of opal from Mars even if it was moderate quality just a common opal it would be a very very valuable uh, gemstone <laughs> the polar regions of Mars are already known to be rich in water and ice according to their hypothesis the Gale Crater is near the Martian equator, and they're just hoping they can find a recoverable source of water on these equatorial regions of Mars. Uh, this could uh, help with fuel and other type of uh, things that they might need to stay on the planet longer. So that's the latest on Mars. Now... According to mining.com, the U.S. is uh, quite the producer of mineral production in the year 2020. And if you go to mining.com, you can find out exactly what kind of productions are being produced. 
um, just about every state in the Union is producing some minerals here. Um, even Hawaii has a number on it here producing something. Alaska as well also. Um, the little chart that they have here, it looks like uh, which stands out as uh, major producers would be Alaska, um, uh, Minnesota, Nevada, California, Arizona, Texas. Florida's up there a bit um, and others, but... Uh, so U.S. states are ranked by the value of their mineral production in this uh, study, and the U.S. produced $98.2 billion worth of non-fuel minerals in 2022. Um, according to the production, Nevada remains the nation's top producer of gold and silver, along with being the only lithium-producing state. Now that may change as we move forward. Arizona made up more than 10% of all U.S. mineral production and values and is leading the copper-producing state, making up about 70% of our domestic copper production. So that should be uh, good news for the, the Green Deal that's, that uh, is being rolled out and pushed, that we can get some of those minerals. But we don't have a lot of lithium, and that's, that's why they mention it, that... Uh, Nevada is the only uh, lithium. Cobalt and other minerals are also needed. Now, ranking takes into account the mining of non-fuel minerals that are split into two main categories, metallic minerals like gold, copper, and silver, and industrial minerals like phosphate rock, types of clay, and crushed stone. So this isn't really, you know, gemstones, but it's all types of rocks and minerals in general. So um, it says here, Arizona is the top money producer, producing some $10.1 billion in mineral production, which is just over 10% of the whole national production. Nevada is close behind at $8.9 billion, producing about 9.1% of our total mineral production. Texas comes in at third at 8.2 um, percent. And then California, Minnesota, Alaska, Florida, Utah, Michigan, and Missouri. So if you want to read more about this article, um, there is more information to be found. Go to mining.com and look up mapped uh, semicolon U.S. mineral production value by state um, in 2022 and check that out now i want to talk about some minerals calcite um, this is a very common mineral but uh it has a lot of different varieties it shows up in a lot of different lapidary um, situations you can find it as a gemstone you can find it in crystals as mineral forms mineral specimens you can find it in geodes and sometimes in agates, um, giving some beautiful variations of color and um, texture within the agate or the geode. So if you go to our friends at Rock and Gem, it's rock, the letter N, gem.com, you can find out about Calcite Identification Guide. And um, it starts off with a picture of... Uh, kind of what we used to call the uh, coconut geodes with the white uh, crystals and druzy inside. 
Um, and then there's these actual large crystals, which uh, look like they are five to six sided crystals, and they are orange and textured. But the beautiful thing about uh, calcite is uh, there's quite a few beautiful things besides it being beautiful. It's soft, so you can work with it pretty quickly. Um, it's not as hard and durable as agate, so you might take that into consideration. But um, a lot of calcite type materials are uh, fairly reasonably priced. Some of the Specimens of calcite used to be one of the more affordable types, that and fluorite specimens. They're really starting to become more and more valuable um, and sought after, but uh, might be a good entryway for your mineral collection. Uh, some of the forms that you will find um, is that it also has a trigonal system, and that happens very, very often, and it can form in this crystal formation that is known as dogtooth. And I think in one of my old videos, old, old videos from years ago on YouTube, I've got a piece of dog tooth that uh, a buddy of mine um, collected up out in uh, Arizona. So this uh, Mohs hardness of about three or so on the hardness scale makes it pretty easy to work with. Um, it will bubble when in contact with uh, acid or... Uh, or uh, like a vinegar, okay? So calcite colors are gonna be anywhere from clear, white, gray, yellow, green, blue, brown, black. I've seen red, I've seen banded, you know, it's just so variegated. Um, it can fluorescent under either shortwave or longwave UV lights, so that can be fun to see that different color. Um, it also is found in caves. Now, I was talking about the OBMS, that's the Orange Belt Mineralogical Society, located in San Bernardino, California. You can go to their website if you want at obms.yolasite.com. Uh, it's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. And um, they've got a field trip where you can go collect this cocoa weef, uh, cocoa weef uh cave onyx, which is banded. Uh, it can look bitrudal sometimes. It almost looks like something that came out of the sea. I actually have quite a few pieces of that in my collection. But it's claimed, but for 20 bucks you can get a bucket full. I don't know if it's a two or three gallon or a five gallon bucket, but uh, contact the OBMS if you want to be part of that. That'll be on May the 20th. So that's just another type of calcite that's really fun. There's over 300 forms of calcite some, uh, of course, are more popular than other ones that you find. Um, of course, the better the color. Uh, if it's a mineral specimen, you're looking for the translucent ones. And uh, the more translucent, the more rare. Uh, rare colors like pink, a bright yellow, uh, or brighter greens or fair greens are very valuable. Iceland Spar is a clear, colorless, transparent variety of calcite that has double refraction. When you uh, put down, put it on an object, you can see uh, two, two objects when, uh, when it is used. And uh, it is said that the Vikings used the Iceland spar for navigation. So I don't know how they would have done that, but that sounds interesting. Um, the calcite word actually 
can be made up of limestone, marble, carbon, uh, carbonate, car- and also comes from the Greek word calyx, which means to lime, and results because of it being a part of limestone. Calcite is also the mineral component of marble used to sculpture decorative household use and beautiful art. Um, also, uh, the carbonate that is part of it is very useful for fluorospar, rare earth elements, appetite, uh, vermiculite, as well as a source uh, for uh, farming and other things. So it's a very valuable, you know, used mineral. Comes comes with a lot of great uses. Some of the places that it's uh, found pretty prolific is Afghanistan, Argentina, Australia, Austria, Belgium, Bolivia, Brazil, Bulgaria, Canada, China, Colombia, Congo, France, Germany, Greece, Iceland, India, Ireland, Italy, Kosovo, Latvia, Madagascar, Mexico, Morocco, Nambia, Norway, Pakistan, Peru, Portugal, Russia, Slovakia, uh, South Africa, Spain, Sweden, Switzerland, Tanzania, United Kingdom, United States. So pretty easy to find all over the world. A lot of beautiful pink tablature calcite is found in specimens from China and other places around the world. Very collectible calcite. Check that out at our friends at rockandgym.com and be sure to subscribe to their magazine if you're a real rock hound. Now I'm going to get a swig of coffee here and I have a coffee tip for you from my good friend James. Uh, in San Diego, California, you add a little bit of ice cream to your coffee and uh, it will taste uh, really good because uh, you got your cream and your sugar already in there if you like to put doctor up your coffee. And uh, that's fun once in a while for a treat. So, cheers. Oh yeah, that's good. Okay, Rock Hounding Adventures, the 10 best spots for rock collecting in the country. That would be the United States. Nicole Hansen tells us at thetraveler.com. You know, we go over this all the time, but uh, just a refresher here. Some of these lists are a little bit different, but there's over 400 national parks waiting to be experienced in the country. uh, And some of them, you can actually collect uh, rocks and minerals. According to this article, Topaz Mountain in Utah, well, this is the place where you can get topaz. Um, It says it's free for rock collectors to visit and take what they find. Uh, It's not an easy drive. It's Route 174, and there is numerous other crystals, but plentiful with topaz stones and various colors. So that sounds good. You'll want to go to this website at thetravel.com to get more information on the location. The article's called Rock Hounding Adventures, the 10 spots for rock collecting in the country. So you got the Topaz Mountains for various colors of Topaz. You got Rainbow Ridge Opal Mine in Nevada. I mean, how cool is it to go collect from Rainbow Ridge? This is a famous area in the Virgin Valley of Nevada where Opal has been mined for about 120 years. Of course, volcanic activity is what made this happen. There are rich specimen quality opal there, and uh, very beautiful. It says the opal's generally not mature enough to be turned into jewelry, but fine enough for any rock collector. I've heard of jewelry coming out of there, so 
maybe it's few and far between, but uh, they have the price here. It says tailing diggings, $100 per person. Virgin ground load, uh, $700. So that's kind of expensive, but might be something to check out. Emerald Hollow Mine, we talk about the Hidden Knight, North Cal- uh, Carolina. Hidden Knight is the town in North Carolina where you can mine emeralds. It is the only public place open in the world for digging for minerals. This one is on my bucket list. I love emeralds. I would stay here for a month if I could. Um, It's open year-round. And, I mean, where else are you going to find emeralds? How cool is that? Um, Perfect for digging, creaking, slushing. And other rocks are found as well. It's $25 per adult, $10 for children, four years and up. Jim Mountain, Sapphire Mountain, Montana. Some beautiful sapphires come out of Montana, guys and gals. And you want to shift some of these sands at the Jim Mountain Sapphire Mine in Montana. Um, They do charge about $40 for a gravel bucket. Um, So that's the fee. And they, you know... Go do it. Get a couple buckets and sort through that thing very, very carefully and uh, see what uh, what you can find. Dugaway Geode Beds in Utah. This is a no-fee place. It is a uh, BLM land. The Dugaway Geode Beds are a very, very beautiful uh, desert area, very picturesque. You can find some gorgeous geodes with various colors colors and sizes um you never know what you're going to get it says uh there's a 50 mile drive on a dirt road before either walking or off-roading to the less picked over claims with that said geodes the size of softballs are still plentiful for those who know where to look i would talk to the rock hounding clubs in the area and go when they have a trip out there if you've never been there and they know the spots even if you join up that club for just one year to go on the trip, support that club um, and do that. All right, Craters of the Diamond State Park. We've talked about this. Somebody just found a three-plus carat diamond out there. There was a beautiful yellow canary diamond found uh, at the beginning of the year. I mean, where are you going to go and be able to dig diamonds? It says there's no fee, but I think there is a fee. I don't think that's correct. I think there's a fee. It's not much. I think it's like $10. So it's very, very affordable. How about jade? Jade, believe it or not, jade can be a very, very valuable gemstone when you find a high-quality jadeite. Um, this is mostly the nephrite-type jade, but it is uh, carved in the area. Very valuable. If you find a big piece, people go diving for this. Um, but also they go during low tide, especially after a storm. The cliffs are tinted green <laughs> that give you a tip that uh, there's a lot of jane, uh, jade in the where, in the area. Be sure you don't get hit by a rogue wave. That's very dangerous. Come in low tide. Um, have somebody kind of watching your back and uh, go to Big Sur and go to the Jade Cove Trail and see if you can't find some jade. That would be awesome. Graves Mountain in Lincoln, Colton, Georgia. It's L-I-N-C-O-L-N-T-O-N. Um, I don't remember this one for some reason, but it says Graves Mountain in Georgia. Uh, there's old commercial mining beds there. Um, 
Lots of minerals are found there, which uh, originally, oh, you can even find uh, kyanite, kyanite, kyanite uh, crystals, kind of blue uh, mineral there. You can find quartz, limestone, sulfur, and iridescent hematite. That sounds real pretty. Uh, kyanite is uh, found there, and there is appointments that need to be made. They're not sure if there's a fee or not, but uh, you, there is a group uh, nobody under 12 is allowed on the site, probably too dangerous. So this might be one you want to look into and uh, find out a little bit more. Glass, Butte, Oregon. Coastal state of Oregon. Uh, we talked about rock hounding on the beach, beach there. Thunder eggs, type of geode, petrified wood, sunstones, all these things, jasper, obsidian, fossils, and more uh, can be found in Oregon. At Glass Butte, which is controlled by the Bureau of Land Management, obsidian is a stone of the day. That's what you're going to find here. Um, not just black obsidian, but rainbow obsidian. has rainbow colors in it that are just iridescent. Black pumpkin, uh, mahogany, which has brown, midnight lace. Gold sheen, beautiful, has a uh, iridescent gold sheen. Silver sheen, has a silver sheen. Fire, uh, Double-flowed varieties of obsidian. Beautiful, beautiful. Bring hand tools. Bring some gloves because obsidian can slice the ever-living uh, life out of you. The last one on the list is the Herkimer Diamond Mines in New York. There is, uh, They are shiny and beautiful and look like diamonds. They're double-terminated quartz crystals. Extremely clear and pure for the most part. Uh, few and far between, you can slush and, and uh, shift for crystals. And uh, there is a fee, $18 adult, $14 for children 5 and up, $15 to $30 for a slushing bag. Um, so there you go. They can even set the stones and jewelry for you. But uh, quite beautiful. Hardness is 7.5. So check that out. Do some rock hounding this year. All right, now we're going to talk about some pretty cool rocks. Have you heard of velvet obsidian? Well, this is from Mexico. Uh, you got to check it out. It has a, a swirly green uh, with black and purple. It looks like liquid. It looks like liquid. It looks so neat. Um, the Mexican velvet obsidian is a higher quality obsidian with loads of magnetite that create a velvet-like pattern that flashes within. It often features many different colors and works into some truly amazing cabochons. It takes an excellent polish and generally cuts fracture-free. It can also make beautiful pennants for great wire wrapping. The color is velvet obsidian. It is light-sensitive. In order to see it, you need to be under a bright light. The stone has to be turned correctly, similar to how a fire opal behaves. So you will want to take some work into cutting it properly. Um, it takes some creativeness to work it properly, or it will appear almost all black. Mexican velvet obsidian can be tumbled with great results. So sometimes we talked about finding a star, maybe, maybe making a sphere um, will help you see where the where the right angle is to see the beautiful velvetiness of the stone. Um, so, yeah, they say uh, recommend doing the start polish with a rotary tumble. 
and finishing in a Viber tumble, great results are possible, so they say. Um, most of the pieces that are found uh, here and they're sold online are uh, small little pieces and chunks, okay? But plenty big enough for cabochons, um, not really for big spears or anything like that. So, yeah, you can find this at lapidarycentral.com. Um, they are selling this. They have uh, little pieces here that look like they're about uh, inch and a half by two inches and different pieces and chunks. They are running. Um, the one I see here is selling for about $24, and there's probably some shipping, but it's quite beautiful stone. I've never really seen that type of uh, obsidian before, so it's really cool. All right, let's do a little fossil news. 25 million-year-old fossils re reveal bizarre nut-cracking possum and strange toothy wombat, uh, according to Australian Geographic. And you can go to australiangeographic.com.au and see a picture of these uh, unique creatures as uh, imagined through the eyes of the artist based on the bones that they found. Author Emmanuel Crinchton uh, from Finders University tells us all about these creatures. Believe it or not, this wombat found in Australia um, is the largest ever marsupial, and they said it weighs two, the, the creature full-size weighs two and a half tons. That's over 5,000 pounds. This is one beast of a creature. So uh, pretty impressive. They've got a picture of the the bone of the tooth, of the jaw, and things like that. Uh, quite a bit more pictures on this and articles that you can look at if you want um, and find out more about these very interesting creatures. Next, ancient beaver fossil named Bucky. Um, they said in this article that uh, Alabama has traveler centers and uh, different um, convenience store chain known as Bucky and uh, modeled after beaver. Well, this beaver wasn't found in, uh, in the United States uh, state of Alabama. It's found in Texas. This beaver, they don't really say how big it was, but uh, they say that uh, it, let's see, what do they say? Guy, I don't remember. They say that uh, Texas Gulf Coast, uh, many, many years ago, was filled with these giant lakes, uh, and this skull was from Ber Berkeyville, Texas. It is a, oh, what's unusual about it is that the sediment actually naturally seeped into the beaver's brain cavity and created a rock replica of the brain as the specimen fossilized. So they're using these high-resolution uh, x-rays to look at the skull and learn more about this uh, creature with this new technology that they're using to examine these beavers. So kind of interesting if you're into that. Let's see. Asparagus stone. This is a stone. You don't eat it. Um, <laughs> it is... Uh, when I looked it up, I was like, well, let me find a picture of this. So some of the stones that are faceted look very, very green. Some of them are pretty cloudy. 
Um, but I do see a beautiful one from Cochise College that is uh, kind of an emerald green. It is set in the matrix that it came from and uh, has an unusual crystal formation, uh, kind of elongated. But it is um, something to look at if you want to check that out. Um, it is a form, this uh, green asparagus stone is actually apatite which remember we were talking about calcite. Um, apatite is uh, kind of a family member of calcite, according to what we had read earlier. And this group um, has calcium phosphate in it. So when it has the calcium phosphate, it becomes a member of the apatite uh, group. Okay? And it comes in all different colors. Um, some, some are pink, green, black, kind of a white, gray. Um, and you can look this up at mindat.org. They've got quite a wonderful uh, write-up on that. They talk about uh, the different varieties. There's a violet variety of appetite from Saxony, Saxony in Germany. Um, there's appetized wood. So this is fossilized wood that was replaced by phosphates, which would be principally apatite. The asparagus stone that we talked about comes from uh, uh, Marcia, Spain, Marcella, Spain. So you can check that out. Um, there's carbonite-rich apatite. This uh, is has uh, long hexagonal prisms and uh, a little bit thicker and tabulature than what you usually see. We have uh, other types of apatite that are have rare earths in them found in northern region of Russia. Um, there's a fibrous type of apatite that uh, can be found. There is the Lazur apatite, which is a sky blue variety of apatite from Siberia, very collectible. There is moraxite, which is a blue-green variety of apatite from Norway. Uh, there is a osteolith, which is an apatite pseudomorph, um, which is a carbonic, uh, a carbonate-type apatite. There's taka apatite, which is a variety that contains magnesium in apatite. Trillium is a yellow-green gem variety of apatite that is used uh, sometimes in jewelry. So all kinds of different types of uh, apatite. There's also one that has a uh, pegmatite uh, in found, found with it um, from Greenland. So all over the world this stuff is found um, and collectible. And they have quite a list of uh, authors and locations around the world are really too many to list. Uh, it is found pretty much everywhere around the world. Um, maybe not every little island, but on every major continent, you will find hundreds, uh, for the most part, hundreds of locations in Africa, South Africa, South America, North and South uh, America, um, Russia, Asia, India, Australia, 
um, New Zealand, all over. It's just very, very prolific. So apatite is one that you want to get in your mineral collection if you're a mineral collector, or get it into your uh, lapidary collection. So we got a couple more stories left. We've got the Apple Valley Jasper fossil, and I've got the gold stripe kaleidoscope uh, type, and I've got a mine, uh, gold mine story. So I will be nice and uh, we will talk about the rocks first. So first of all, the gold stripe kaleidoscope jasper. This is a beautiful jasper with uh, golden swirls and uh, designs through a reddish uh, color. It may have fractures. Gold stripe variety is a kaleidoscope, kaleidoscope jasper discovered in 2008. Um, a smaller deposit, and it was rapidly tapped out. Um, there has been another vein in the area with fresh gold stripe kaleidoscope jasper for the first time in nearly 14 years. Uh, it's very hard. It can have an occasional fracture, um, but most of it has the gold stripe on it and is very beautiful. This... Uh, Discovery was made in 2007, 2008, uh, prospecting trip, gentleman Dale and his two sons, and uh, uh, they went and found the deposit. They found uh, varieties of colors and patterns and gem quality jasper and agate. Kaleidoscope jasper comes in so many different colors, patterns, and varieties. The majority of kaleidoscope is in the bog wood formation containing pieces of wood debris and other organic minerals. There are over a dozen varieties from different deposits on the mines, um, and they keep finding uh, different varieties. This was first ran by his father, Dale Road, uh, and now he works it and has been working it. And uh, again, this is the, the Kaleidoscope Jasper is something you can find on the lapidarycentral.com website. Just look it up. They are selling it there. They've got a slab here. It looks like it's running about $34. Um, they're not a sponsor of the show. I just like talking about different types of rocks and minerals. So when I see different types of rocks and minerals that I think you might be interested in hearing about, I tell you about them. All right, next, Apple Valley Jasper Slab. This is a fossil stromatolite slab according to their write-up um, it has a bit of a breakated look to it very slight it has a bit of moss look to it um, but it does also have uh, a bit of uh, uh, striping and uh, it has red and yellowish and goldish and olive and clear you know almost kind of milky to white uh, fillings. There is even some uh, darker colors, which I don't know if that's a magmatite or a hematite. We'll see if we can see some more information on this. It is from the popular Apple Valley agate, Sierra Desert of Morocco. It is actually a fossilized stromatolite, according to this page at the lapidarycentral.com. And stromatolites were a ocean colonizing bacteria, which uh, still occur. These uh, stromatolites could uh, 
grow in the water, in the ocean, and breathe atmospheric air. So they would sit toward the top sometimes and actually be able to breathe atmospheric air. So uh, they are considered a uh, uh, interesting as far as a scientific discussion and as a fossil find. With Apple Valley Jasper, each layer is unique. Um, as the geological and vents and mineral content surrounding the water and sediment give it various pat patterns, colors, and displays. It often features bright reds, gorgeous lines displayed, hematite flowers uh, make captivating cabochons. It takes an excellent polish, and they have some here that are about three inches by three inches by about a quarter inch, and they're selling them for about 20 bucks. So you could check that out if you want. Now for our last story, a gold mining story. Way back in the day when the gold prospectors walked across the many rough and rugged, hot desert mountains and hills and valleys and gorges of the United States in the state of Nevada, they found many, many spots all over where they would pick up a rock or even find actual gold sitting on the ground. This area has a rich history of gold mining. There's quartz and veins all over the wider area of this area. This particular area is known as the Mixed Spot Mine. It's actually for sale on eBay, and you can look it up if it's still listed and check it out. It may have sold by now, but... Uh, this mine, the mix spot, actually had a shaft with timbering, lots of uh, tailing piles. It is in an area of sandstone and limestone country rocks, and there's high-grade quartz veins that pop up through these areas and uh, would, uh, would maybe support an open pit-type mining. The mix spot is in the Crow Springs District of Southern Nevada, which is also a turquoise district, so you could find some turquoise there. It's not just gold in this area, but also silver. The mineralization also um, was a driver for a large copper system that has only been partially explored, so that would explain the turquoise, copper minerals. These uh, Systems that are here are huge and can throw off massive amounts of gold and silver, according to this write-up, and uh, be a great place to prospect. So you may want to check out that area if you are in that area. Uh, it's listed by Jeff Janda, and uh, Gold Mines for Sale is his site, and you can look at what he has if you're interested. He's not a sponsor of the show, so I'm not uh, recommending it. I just see these interesting stories about these interesting areas and I want to share them with you and add a little gold mining. Until next time, guys, thank you again. Please like, subscribe, and share. And remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.